welcome everybody the session for today on the mundaka upanishad गणपति दुम हवामहे कविंकवीनापमश्रवस्तम ज्येष्ठराज ब्रह्मणा ब्रह्मणस्पत आन शृण्वन्नूतिदसाधन महागणपत नम प्रणोदेवी सरस्वती वाजेर्वाजिनीवतीनामित्रवत आनो दिवो बृहत पर्वता सरस्वती यजता गंतु यमसहंसा विमे परमहंसा धीमहे तन्नो हंस प्रचोदयात ओं नमो हिण्यवाहवे हिण्यवरुणा हिण्यूपा हिण्यपत अंबिकापत उमापत पशुपत नमो नम हृदगुं सत्यं परम ब्रह्म पुषं कृष्ण पिंगल ऊर्धरेतम विरूपाक्षम विश्वूपा वै नमो नम ईशान सर्वूता ब्रह्माधिपतिर्ब्रह्मणोधिपतिर्ब्रह्मा शिवो मे अस्तु सदा शिवो ओं भूर्भुव सुव ओं नम शंभवे चयो भवे चम शंकराय चयस्कराय चम शिवाय चिवतराय चं निधनपत नम निधनवता नम ऊर्धवाय नम ऊर्धलिंगय नम हिण्याय नम हिण्यलिंगय नम सुवर्णा नम सुवर्णलिंगय नम दिव्याय नम दिव्यलिंगय नम भवाय नम भवलिंगय नम शर्वाय नम शर्वलिंगय नम शिवाय नम शिवलिंगय नम ज्वलाय नम ज्वललिंगय नम आत्मा नम आत्मलिंगय नम परमाय नम परमलिंगय नम सोम से सूर्य सेर्वलिंग पाणिमंत्र पवित्र सद्यो जापद्या सद्यो जाता वै नमो नम भवे भवे नाति भवे भवस्वोद्भवाय नम वामदेवाय नमो ज्येष्ठाय नम श्रेष्ठाय नमो रुद्रा नम कालाय नम कलविकय नमो बलविकय नमो बलाय नमो बल प्रमथनाय नम सर्वूतमनाय नमो मनोन्मनाय नम 
अघोरे एभ्यो थगोरे एभ्यो घोर घोरतरेभ्य सर्वे सर्वे एभ्य सर्व शर्वे एभ्यो नमस्ते अस्तु रुद्र रूपेभ्य सर्वो वै रुद्रस्तस्म रुद्राय नमो अस्तु पुरुषो वै रुद्रसन्मो नमो नम विश्वम भूतम भुवन चित्रम बहुधा जातम जायमान चर्वोश रुद्रस्तस्म रुद्राय नमो अस्तु कद्रुद्रा प्रचेत से मीडुष्ठमायतव्यसे शुम हृदय सर्वोश रुद्रस्तस्म रुद्राय नमो अस्तु त्र्यंबकमे सुगंधि पुष्टिवर्धनम उर्वाकमिव बंदना मृत्योर्मुक्षीयृता पाशा मृत्यो मर्त्याय हे सर्वानवयजामहे मृत्यवे स्वाहा मृत्यवे स्वाहा ओम नमो भगवते रुद्राय विष्णवे मृत्युर्मे पाही ओम तत्पुरुषाय विद्महे महादेवाय धीमहे तन्नो रुद्र प्रचोदयात् ओम नमस्ते अस्तु भगवन विश्वेश्वराय महादेवाय त्र्यंबकाय त्रिपुरांतकाय त्रिकाग्निकालाय कालाग्निद्राय नीलकंठाय मृत्युंजयाय सर्वेश्वराय सदाशिवाय श्रीमन्महादेवाय नम ओम सद्गमय तमसो ज्योतिर्गमया मृत्योर्मात गमय यो वेदाद स्वर प्रोक्त वेदाते चतिष्ठि तकृतिलीन यहेश्वर सदाशिव सहनावत सहनौन सह वीरकवाहस्वीनावधि तमस्तु मिद्विषावि हरि ओम तच्छ्योरावृणीमहे गात यस्तिरस्तु न स्वस्तिर्मानुषेभ्य ऊर्धंजिगाषज शोस्तु दिपदे शुष्पदे ओं शांशाशाति हरि ओ सो वेलकम एवरीबडी फॉर टुडे सेशन ऑन द मुंडक उपनिषद we are going to be doing verses 2.2.7 till for another five more verses after that we'll be covering orobinji will be doing so and we are extremely thankful for him for taking up these sessions <clears throat> all the upanishads speak of 
a few basic things that are attainable yes there is a parameter of attainment but those parameter of attainments are not the worldly parameters of attainment but that which you attain as you are in your own being and what is the nature of your own being the nature is that it is free the nature that it is fearless abhaya the nature that it is mukta in a state of complete liberation the nature of it being tripta that is self sufficient and blissful and that is the parameter in which one knows one has attained the ultimate reality the ultimate reality is spoken of in all the upanishads and mundaka upanishad is the one of the mukhya upanishads of all the 108 upanishads of hinduism now when we study the upanishads there is a big difference between this the practice of spirituality in the yoga path and the practice of spirituality in the vedantic path shruti basically means the truth truth are basically ideas but the the ideas that are presented in the shruti give us complete liberation from our mind whereas the general ideas that we harbor or that we entertain makes our mind variegated or branched out krishna shri krishna says in the gita bahu shakha yanantascha buddhayo vyavasainam in the sense people who are obsessed with the external world of attainment external world of desires external world of rituals their mind gets branched out and then krishna says samadhau navidhiyate the mind of such a uh, a person can never be concentrated never be settled and what does the shruti do as ideas there also ideas those ideas that throw our mind externally what does shruti do in the form of ideas it subsumes all your ideas into one single idea that everything is indeed brahman everything is indeed that ultimate reality and all that you're speaking of ideas as expressions of variety outside are only nama and rupa and they are only creation of words in our mind so first is the purification of words that is we call everything different and our by different names and our mind gets split into different ideas about them and our ego gets identified with that and then our personality multiplies the consolidation of all ideas into one single idea where that very idea itself diminishes the whole mind and the atman is attained is the goal of the shruti now i request aurobind ji to with this introduction to begin with the today's session on the bundaka upanishad thank you thank you prasad for the chanting and the introduction om namo brahma divyo brahma vidya sampradaya kartrubhyo om sarushibhyo namo gurubhyah shankaram shankaraacharyam keshavam badarayanam sutra bhashya krutau vande bhagavantau punah punah ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मेति मूर्तिभेद विभागिने व्योमवत्याप्त देहाय दक्षिणामूर्तये नमः
भद्रं कर्णे शुणुयाम देवा भद्रं पश्ये मक्षभ्यजत्रुष्टुवागुंसस्तनूषेम देवितयदायु स्वस्ति न इंद्रो वृद्धश्रवा स्वस्ति नूषा विश्वेदा स्वस्ति नो अरिष्टने स्वस्ति नो बृहस्पतिर्दा शांति 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 श्री गुरुभ्यो नम सो इन द लास्ट सेवन क्लासेस वी हैव सीन द मुंटकोपनिषद इज टेकिंग फ्रॉम द वेरी बेसिक लेवल ऑफ टू टाइप्स ऑफ नॉलेज टू बी नोन पारा एंड अपरा and the basic definitions of both para and apara was given in the first pada of the first muntaka itself and thereafter he proceeded the teacher proceeded to explain to the student mahashala shavanaka that the apara vidya however much is sought after is like you know like a weak weak um, bridge to cross over the samsara because there are many pitfalls in the karma and very min and what is done by action is related within the time and space and causality so what begins has an end therefore the karma phala of the karmas also will naturally have a a, a termination or an ex you know exhaustion so the paravidya is to be sought after and then he explained started explaining the paravidya and in the paravidya when the terminologies were given to the student they are all very you know highly esoterical and philosophical in nature a person who is not familiar with those words can naturally get not the right idea in the last session i have explained that the importance between the sound then becoming the knowledge and the, the purpose of the sound becoming a knowledge is depending upon whether the listener gets the right meaning or not for example in the mundane world when an object is called like a car or an elephant or an apple is sentient those who are familiar with those objects do not need any explanation to uh, the word apple or a car or an elephant but a, for a boy who is not understood what are the meaning of these words they need to be either shown in physicality the what are they or it has to be explained that in such a way that next time when he comes across with an object of that nature he is able to relate it to between that that is what is called pratyabhijna in in the sanskrit language that is recalling an information and confirming that information is the right by from the description what is given but that is not possible in the case of uh, the absolute satchidananda or brahman or atman in the case because it is not physically cognizable so physically there is no way you can one can refer to that and identify yes this is what is been told by the master and this is what i should understand that what he has told us so that to make the things clearer to the student understanding that there was a limitation because his in depth knowledge into the karma karma ganda 
the master felt that he need to be taken to the root of upasana or dhyana therefore he was given examples of the bow and arrow and that is where in the last session we said pranavo dhanusharo hyatma brahmatalyakshimuchade aprahmatena vedavyam sharavat manobhave sharavat mayo satmayo bhavet so what does it say so the using pranava as a tool so here you have to understand that the pranava is the omkara which the student is very familiar with because all his mantras for the karma ganda he used you are used to chant om in the beginning of every mantra and he knows that om iti ekaksharam brahma it is a representation of brahma but even though he doesn't know what is brahma he uh, he has a some concept about what it is that that is that uh, ultimate truth so he is being asked to use the term which the name or the term which he has been familiar with the pranava as a as a tool and atma as a shara atma here means the self or here the atma is not the atma which we uh, we normally take the meaning as but here is the the self that what he feels that within his body that ahamiti without any adjectives to that there is an i in in every one of us that i exist that atma is what is to be taken as the arrow and brahma talakshya muchade then what is for tat tasya lakshana talakshya so talakshya means the target for that chara or that bow or for the arrow to be targeted is in the brahman what is brahman he is he has no knowledge about what is brahman so to explain that what he says that yasmin dyau prithivi antariksham oda mana sah pranashchaiva sarve tamevaikam janataha atman atman manya vacho vidmunchataha tasyesha setu so here he is being now given one some more aspects by the teacher prithivicha antaraksha otam that which is the substratum for everything in the earth and the space that means the totality he is covered the entire prapancha or the entire cosmos that dyau is the celestial world which the with the student is familiar with so he includes that also even though there is no physicality for that world it is more of an experiential world so he includes the physical experiential world of dyau devaloka prithivi the the earth and antariksham the space in which these are all suspended or otam is suspended or being uh, retained as the web and woof of existence so he is now knowing that if i have to target that substratum in which i myself should get merged tallakshya muchade tanmayo bhavet tanmayo bhavet means he should become you will merge in that what does it the teachers want to say that is that just as everything is supported in a same substratum in the from the higher world to the space to the earth there is you are also part of that only 
but why do you separate it out yourself due to your karma or karma the yatnas and everything where you think that you know you can achieve things when you are already in in the substratum you are also the you are part of the substratum where is there is something more to be achieved because it is you are you are it is a when you are when you are inside the house you don't have to own the house or you 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 know that you are inside the house you don't have to get the house again or if you are in a in a in a space you know that you are occupying the space you don't have to get the space again same way the one which is substrat supporting the entire the higher worlds to the space to this earth everything is being in that in which is existing how you do you think feel that you can do achieve that by doing the karmas so the student is still now getting confused so for him to make much more uh, you know meaningful meditation the teacher further says just as the spokes for a chariot wheel that it is going in all directions and holding on to the rim of the wheel to keep it in place so that the unity of that wheel which is with which the function takes place same way all the veins in the body is going in multiple ways and is experiencing the body the whole body because the chance for the student to identify with the body as i am the body is very high so he has to be taken from the physicality of the body to the the awareness with which the entire body is being felt for that purpose the nadi or the veins are being introduced here as every nook and corner of the body you get the same awareness of a pin prick or any any touch sensation the entire body is filled with awareness it is not the body is 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 just the the heart only the uh, you know even though some upanishads refer for you to meditate on the heart here this upanishad says that the entire body is full with awareness omitevan dhyayataha that entirety is to be treated as om just as in you the om awareness is from the from the head to toe every nook and corner of the body the om is being experienced or awareness is there same way the entire jagat or the entire cosmos from the higher worlds to the space to the earth you are getting the same experience of awareness that is in awareness therefore when you are identifying that your awareness is part of that awareness of the whole entire cosmos you cannot have the individuality or separateness then when the moment you have atmanam sosti ya paraya tapasap parasa that is the ignorance which is keeping you separate from the world outside the one who knows this difference one who merges this difference or resolves this difference between the the substratum in which everything is being suspected to the awareness within what it is within oneself he crosses over tapasat parastad he goes beyond the limitation of the darkness of the ignorance then the guru is giving that details of what it is to be like yas sarvatnya sarvavit 
now if you if you are really looking into that mantra which is number 7 and 8 are normally taken together to explanation purpose but i have split it for the purpose of giving the meaning of it so i will read both the mantra 7 and 8 together and then explain in the continue continuity of the two, both together because they are they are connect interconnected between the between the words and the meanings and the connection between the words so the my seventh mantra goes like this yas sarvajnya sarvavit yasya esha mahima bhuvi divye brahmapure esha vyomni atma pratishtitaha manasa manas manomayah prana sharire sharira neta pratishtita anne hrudayam sannidhaya tad vitnyanena paripashyanti dira ananda roopam amrutam yad vivati so now let us take each of the mantras separately and analyze it ya sarvavit ya sarvajnya there are two words used here sarvajnyah and sarvavit in the literal sense sarvajnya is one who knows everything sarvavit is sarvam vidayati sab the one who knows everything both the meanings are identical in the technical sense but there is a difference which we can identify that sarvajnya is the knowing of everything all the things which are there as known in that there is a generality of in all of them as when we call without name and form there is, there is a generality of it that is sarvajnya that is you know by the by the earth the cosmos the antariksham or the uh, the self and atman and etc all are in the sarvajnya category so you know that they are all how did it become because he is the one who has become all those things so having become all those things you know ajayamano bahuda vichayate so he has become from tat trishtva tadevan pravishat he having created them became those things so when these words are told by upanishad in the taittiriya upanishad what does it mean by that the knowledge of being what an object is only known by that object we all know what we are as the bodied person but we do not know even our closest family or children or parent how it to be to be that that person we can never know that but here the creator who has become the father you and your child he is the one who has become all the three but in different three name and form so for him to be like a father to be like the son to be like the grandson is to be is possible because he is the one who has become the three so therefore he is sarvajnya because for everything he is the one which has become tatrishtva tadeva anupravishat having having created he he became everything then what is sarvavit now there is a that knowledge about all those independent creations from the totality point of view or what you what we call it as the particularities of those creations now what is my particularity i will never know even though i know myself only a person who can analyze see or see and you know 
gauge me from my not being myself but by from outside without any idea of my connection with me he or she can only know me from the particularity that whether i am fat thin what age and what thing how my behavior he can make all the analysis same way not only of human beings all the objects all the scientific inward developments and everything is he are doing is particularity of objects whether it is an atom or whether it is a galaxy doesn't matter we are looking for the particularities of the object but in this case he is the atom and he is the cosmos and he is also the uh, you know what you call uh, every every being in the in the creation so he has two type of knowledge with him one is having become the one and other one is one seeing the other so he is seeing everything but our condition of that is that we have limitation of our sense organs so we know only certain things but since he is the one from who all the creation has come he has the potency to see everything as outside person who is observing that <clears throat> at the same time he has also the knowledge of being that thing so therefore there is a two type of knowledge it is called sarvajna and sarvavid and therefore what it is says is yasya esha mahima bhuvi divye brahmapure in the earth in the higher worlds realm of experience and brahmapure here brahmapure can be taken as two pole is the brahmaloka where the devas and the indras indra etc are staying or the world created by brahman itself the world of brahman means entire creation so the both the meanings can be taken for explanation purpose that mahima or glory of only there can be only one person who can have the glory of having the knowledge of everything from outside and from inside so that is his glory and he is indeed vyomni atma pratishtita now here vom vyomni is in typical meaning is in the space atman pratishtam is that 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 atma or the self of the creation not self as from the brahman point of view the self from the creation point of view which is called the hiranyagarbha or the creator of the entire world because there is the nirguna which becomes the hiranyagarbha for the purpose of creation in as per the vedas so there is an atman for hiranyagarbha also it is separate from the brahman or it can be treated as separate from brahman there is no separateness therefore he has the feeling that it is my creation so there is a self so vyomni pratishtita so what here what had happened what we have to understand is that there is that feeling of this is me as a creation and therefore he is established in that from the point of view of creation then what does he say manomaya 
ಪ್ರಾಣಶರೀರನೇತಿಷ್ಠಿತ ಅನ್ನೇ ಹೃದಯ ಸನ್ನಿಧಾಯ ತತ್ ವಿಜ್ಞಾನೇನ ಪರಿಪಶ್ಯಂತಿ ವೀರ ಆನಂದರೂಪಂ ಅಮೃತಂ ಯದ್ ವಿಭಾತಿ ಮನೋಮಯ ನೌ ಹೀ ಇಸ್ ಕಮಿಂಗ್ ಟು ದ ಇಂಡಿವಿಜುವಲ್ ಬಾಡಿ ಲೆವೆಲ್ ಹಿ ಹಸ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲೈನ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಕಾಸ್ಮಿಕ್ ಕಾಸ್ಮಿಕ್ ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ವ್ಯೂ ಆರ್ ದ ಯುನೋ ಮ್ಯಾಕ್ರೋಕಾಸಮ್ ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ವ್ಯೂ now he is explaining the same thing how it is related to the individual or in each one of us manomayah it is the mind that is the only organ which is capable of doing anything for the jiva or the individual here the jiva doesn't mean the life the people who have got life here any creation should be taken as ಜೀವ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮನೋಮಯ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಫುಲ್ ಆಫ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಕೆನಾಟ್ ಬಿ ಲೊಕೇಟೆಡ್ ಎನಿವರ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಬಾಡಿ ಯು ಕೆನಾಟ್ ಸೇ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಈಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಹಾರ್ಟ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಈಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಬ್ರೈನ್ ಆರ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಈಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಥಿಂಗ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದ ಎಂಟೈಯರ್ ಬಾಡಿ ಈಸ್ ಹ್ಯಾವಿಂಗ್ ದ ಸೆನ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವೆನ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಹ್ಯಾವಿಂಗ್ ದ ಸೆನ್ಸಸ್ spread all over the body the mind and the senses are interconnected so whenever it is happening the mind is present along with the senses to sense it if the mind is not along with the senses to sense it that sensation doesn't happen which we have explained it earlier also therefore the entire body is manomaya the mind is the body as you can as well say that the mind is the body physicality or the identification of the individuality prana sharira neta the controller or the one who you know leads both the prana and sharira what who is the leading this manomaya this mind which is having the entire control over the body is regulating the prana and the limbs of the sharira so prana sharira neta pratishtito anne pratishtita means again established or located anne means the physical body annamaya sharira the body which is getting nurtured and nourished and retained by the food which we take that food bodied person or annamaya sharira in that this manomaya is pratishtit so from having explained the cosmic point of view now he is when he is explaining to the individual the individual also should know that just as in the cosmos that uh, that the whole substratum is throughout there here also manomaya is the substratum which is controlling the prana and the sharira located in the physical body annamaya sharire hridayam sannidhaya as if residing in the heart here it is the word as if has to be added to the word as if residing in the heart because we feel that the emotions and uh, pain and pleasure way we immediately related to our chest or we keep the heart heart even though the motor activities are controlled from the brain the memory is stored in the main but the reaction and the you know the sensation of the impulses we feel it in the heart so therefore hridayam sannidhaya 
that is the place which how you should identify now here talking about the sharam the example do not forget that example of how the upasana has to be done here he is saying that take this physical body with the manomaya where the sharira is the limitation and this when you compare with the cosmos the whole world the prapancha there it becomes a part of it so when you are saying that this can this becomes merged with the brahma the atma brahma layam tanlaya tanlayam uchyate tanmayo bhavet so then you should you, you should know that this feeling of which i am facing ourselves in in my body is the same expression or experience of the sarvatnya and sarvaved with the entire creation the whole creator feels the same way as i feel for my body that every nook and corner of my body is i and my own same way the creator who is the supporter of the substratum sarvatnya sarvaved he also has the feeling of the same way that every nook and corner of the creation he is full yada manomaya just as we are saying therefore chaitanya maya or brahma maya is the case in the case of the total universe or the total prapancha tat vijnanena knowing this relationship between the microcosm and the macrocosm the individual jiva to the jagat and ishvara dhiraha the wise one paripashyanti he becomes aware of aware of the unity between the individuality and the the whole cosmos prapancha then he that is why where he becomes one with the creation he do not have to know more any more separated feeling because what i am feeling in myself as full in the physical body is the part of the feeling of the creator who feels of the entire body of the world therefore what i am feeling myself is his feeling there is no separation between me and him to say that he feels separately i am feeling separate i am only reflecting one one ray of the sunlight when i am when it is being reflected on a pond or a mirror but for from the sun's point of view it is shining everything the reflection on the mirror or a glass or a water body he is is also feeling that the same ray is being reflected the same way the feeling which we have in our our awareness in our physical body even though we feel it that it is sitting in our heart is the same way the creator who created the whole world also feels and i am reflecting his feeling through my body ye dhiraha the one who knows this the wise one who knows this as the reality for him ananda roopam amritam yat vibhati this truth shines in such a persons as ananda roopam and amrita roopam he feels the ex, you know excitement and identification that 
I am immortal because I am I, I have that experience of what I am experiencing is nothing but the experience of the creator itself. I have the separatedness of I goes away. So when the I separate goes away, he is becoming one with the creator. Therefore, he feels immortal and that bliss of being the oneness with the whole world. He has nothing more to gain, nothing more to lose or nothing separate from him. He becomes one with the entire Brahman. Therefore, he is Amrita Ananda Rupa. Because there is nothing which he will lose or nothing which he need to gain. So there is no likelihood of gain or loss and related to that any of the mental agonies which we can go through when it is, when it, there is nothing else to impart anything to me. I am full. That is the immortality which one such a person feels it. To such a person, what he goes through is explained in the ninth mantra. Vidyade hridayad grandi chidyande sarvasamshayaha kshiyande chasya karmani tasmindrishte paravare. This is the most important mantra which Shankaracharya is quoting almost 20-25 times in all the explanations of mantras in Brahma Sutra or Chandogya, Bharadaranya, Mandukya. Everywhere he has quoted this mantra. There is no Bhashya where he has not quoted this mantra. Didyade Hridaya Granthi. The knot of the heart is broken, destroyed. Chidyande Sarvasamshaya. All sorts of doubts and, you know, ignorance and related activities becomes scattered. There is no more there. And Shiyande Chasya Karmani. Such a person's whatever karmani, here karmani is used in the plural, means all agami, sanchita and prarabdha, all the karmas. There is no baggage of the past, no baggage being generated which is to be yet to be consumed or nor there is a baggage, anything which is now to be exhausted. So all the three forms of past, present and future karma and karma phalas, related karma phalas are she and they gets burned out. She and they means veins. Even though it is waning, in the Bhagavad Gita says that basmasat kurute, it becomes like ashes. You know, without any, any, even though there is, there may be, you know, what the example, what they give it in that one is, when you burn a cloth, the cloth may get burnt, but it will still lie like a, a, like a cloth, with the appearance of the shape of the cloth, but it doesn't have the potency of a cloth. Same way, the one who is understood this realization of this one, for him, the outsiders may see that he is doing the karma. But from his point of view, Dagdaparanayam, so what they call it as, like a fried grain, which cannot give birth to germs and the plant again, or the, burn, or the cloth which is burned, he has no karma left in him. Shiyande chasya karmani. Tasmin drishte paravare. When he sees that the cause and effect is itself is not a reality. There is no karma. Well, there is no phala, 
all those things are in when uh, when he becomes one with the when the uh, that truth his that the hridaya grandi what shankara says in the hridaya grandi is that all the related activities of related to the separatedness is called the knots with which we we are working individual kama krodha mada moha lama nalsaryam and all the type of mental feelings and emotions and ideas which is there in the mind is called the hridaya grandi expectation is the cause for you know the happiness and sorrow when the expectation is met with the result we feel happy when expectation is not met with we are feel feel unhappy and we have expectation because we do not know the truth why do we need to expect anything when we are everything everything is within myself these it is nothing but my own awareness it is when i feel separate then i have to feel, have a feeling of need and filling up when i am everything what is there more to be filled up where what is there to be taken by i become less do i become less when anything is taken from me no i do not because i it is taken from me to work where can you move space now the the substratum of the space is bigger than that and you have identified yourself with the substratum of the space which is the brahman so where can anything be taken out of that and where to where will you move it that is not possible so therefore all the hridaya grandi the the you know the knots of the heart is broken and there this happens because sarva samshaya chidyante all doubts which we had till now gets scattered because there are no more doubts all doubts gets answered by why one question yet viditva sarvam idam vijnadam bhavati so it goes back to the question first question with the student asked knowing which everything becomes known this sarva samshaya is broken by this knowledge only so the one who sees that there is no paravara or tasmin drishte paravare one who sees that that all those things are just by you know wrong notion or ignorance which is causing all those things he becomes immortal anandam amritam that is the rupa then comes the 10th mantra hiranmaye pare koshe virajam brahma nishkalam satchubram jyotisham jyotisham jyoti tad yadatma vido viduhu now the the teacher is giving the feeling of that hiranmaye pare koshe what is that hiranmaya hiran is normally speaking it is the the shining of the gold now in the ultimate body of effulgence means here you have to take the effulgence as consciousness awareness or light of knowledge in that virajam which is spotless brahma nishkalam untainted because there is if there is something other than it then it can be tainted by the other one when the brahman itself has become the whole cosmos or whole creation there is nothing other than that what is there to taint him there is nothing other than the brahman so there is therefore he is nishkalam tat shubram 
and that is pure because contamination can happen again when there is two when there is only one how can water get contaminated by water in the sea or in the cloud or in the ice or anything water by cannot be contained uh, contaminated by water water can be contaminated by other materials or other liquids which is other than water by water in water can never contaminate same way space can never be contaminated by space of if you open a house the space becomes open for, is is a feeling like that you know there is space limited in the in the four walls of house etc but the space is never limited by that therefore nothing can contaminate it taint it and there is for that is spotless virajam nishkalam tat shubram and here comes the the most crucial part of it jyotisham jyotihi it is the light of all lights or it is the awareness of all awareness all other awareness are particular in nature whereas jyotisham jyoti is that that knowledge which encompasses all knowledge sarvavit sarvatnya that knowledge you should remember it is applicable because of that is why he is called jyotisham jyoti there is nothing which is outside his knowledge and therefore it is the supreme light which lights up everything or which is that knowledge which has the knowledge knowing of everything yet vidva sarvamidam vidnyadam bhavati so knowing this only you can become the knower of everything see we should go back to the first question where they saying why does this statement come here is to tell the student that this is what you have to gain and when you get this know knowing that this is the jyotisham jyoti then what happens is yad atma vido viduhu the one who knows atman using the atman as an arrow and merging with the brahman tanmayo bhavet when you become one with that cosmos then atma vid becomes brahma vid brahma vid brahmaiva bhavati the knower of brahman becomes brahman itself atma vid atmaiva bhavati the atma brahma there is no difference so therefore it is jyotisham jyoti it is the light of all lights now the teacher is still not you know he is going into his ecstasy mode and here you will find the repetition of the mantra from the katopinishad again here itself natatra suryo baadina chandratarakam nema vidyuto banti kutoyam agni tameva bandam anuvadi sarvam tasya vasa sarvam idam vivadi so that jyotisham jyoti how does it look like natatra suryo baadi not the sun can shine that anywhere near that the sun light the light of even in the core of the sun whatever light is there that is not a light in front of that na chandra taragam neither the entire you know objects of light in the in the space like like the moon and the stars etc nema vidna ima vidyuto not this lightning which you see in the you know along with the thunder and lightning even that cannot shine it what to talk about kutoya magni this this pittance of fire which we see on the surface of the earth he is referring to the 
the agni which is there in the in the gurukula he is referring to that and saying that where is this agni compared to the sun compared to the chandra and the stars and even the lightning and that all of them are nothing in front of tat jyotisham jyoti why tameva bandham anubadi sarvam only when that brahman shines upon all those creations the creations can have a meaning and existence if he withdraws the existence or if he decides not to have the creation of the multitude of the chandra tara surya nidhi etc nothing will be there tameva bandham anubadi sarvam because it is it is shining upon or it is appear it is giving the awareness in the form of awareness in everything everything seems to be existing tasya bhasa sarvam idam vivadi and what we see as existence and awareness in every object every atom every minuscule of things to the largest and largest anoraniyan mahatomahiya tasya bhasa it is that awareness of brahman which we are seeing that there is nothing other than because there is no it is nishkalam it is uh, you know shubram and other than that there is nothing so what we are seeing as awareness and existence of the smallest of the smallest and the largest of the largest is the awareness of that only because that is the one which has become the many so it is that same thing which we are seeing but because we are ignorant we think that we are separate the world up separate the objects are separate the earth is separate the light is separate the world the animal is separate the tree is separate the earth is separate the water is separate all those things has only one thing which is in them the substratum of that is their existence and awareness if there is no existence and awareness this of existence which is exhibited by anything in this world that object doesn't exist including you me and anything in this world tasya bhasa sarvamitam vibhati and towards the concluding that mantra the rishi says brahma eva idam amrutam purastad brahma paschad brahma dakshinatah cha uttarayana adascha urdham cha samruddham brahma eva idam vishvam idam varishtam to conclude that brahma eva idam sarva all those things which we are having this being is is brahma only and that is amrutam immortal that existence and awareness of everything is the immortality in it the name and form may come and go but the existence and awareness do not go purastad brahma in the back side it brahma in the front it is brahma purastad paschad brahma in the back side brahma dakshina right uttarada left adascha in the bottom urdham top in all my all your side front back right left top bottom you, wherever you say that prasrutam brahma prasrutam is pervades srut sr gatau id datu prasrutam means prakrishtrayanasam it is permeating through every pores and molecules and atoms from the top front back up right left upper niche all those places 
பிரம்ம ஏவ இதம் பிரம்மன் அலோன் இஸ் வாட் இஸ் தேர் தேர் ஃபோர் விஸ்வம் இதம் தேர் த என்டையர் வேர்ல்ட் இஸ் ஆல்சோ தட் ஓன்லி அண்ட் வரிஷ்டம் தட் இஸ் த சுப்ரீம் மோஸ்ட் வேர் தேர் இஸ் நத்திங் கேன் பி மோர் சுப்பீரியர் தன் தட் அண்ட் the the rishi becomes silent after this one because he changes the topic after this in the next mundaga beginning yes this is a time he gives to the student to contemplate upon all he has said therefore this part second mundaga second mandapada all the mantras are virtually take away of this upanishad and a person who meditates upon this mantras and gets the depth of it and imbibes the meaning as a convicted knowledge in himself by shravana manana nidhyasana he becomes brahmavit he becomes sarvatnya he becomes sarvavit sar brahmaiva bhavati and therefore vidyade hridaya grandi chidyande sarvasamshaya shriyande chastya karmani tasmin drishte paravare therefore there is nothing left for him such a person to do in this world he becomes atmareti atmatrupta atma veeda he is he go will revel in himself he doesn't need anything other than himself for him there is nothing other than himself therefore he doesn't need anything other than he plays with himself because he sees himself with everything he is the one one and all therefore he has nowhere to go and nowhere to come from he is everywhere he is here and he is everywhere at the same time that is the feeling of a person who has realized it om shanti om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva vashishyate om shanti 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 hari om ஸ்ரீகுருபோ நம ஹரியோ தன்னிவாத தேங்க்யூ ஆல் தேங்க்யூ ஓரபின்ஜி ஐ ரிக்வெஸ்ட் பேட்ரிக் டு மேக் த க்ளோசிங் கமெண்ட்ஸ் பேட்ரிக் ப்ளீஸ் ஐ ரிக்வெஸ்ட் யூ டு மேக் சம் க்ளோசிங் கமெண்ட்ஸ் தேங்க்யூ தேங்க்யூ பிரசாத்ஜி அண்ட் தேங்க்யூ ஃபார் தி இன்வோகேஷன் அண்ட் தி சாண்டிங் ஃபார் பெண்டோஸ் was reading these verses so this was um this was incredible <laughs> some people won't get moved by this i know it but you know if you're not focused on and reading along um that was the most moving uh, canto uh, so far and uh maybe it's just the frame of mind that i'm in uh, this morning but uh I'll welcome anyone who wants to come up and ask a question of Bindor Prasadji um share any thoughts that you have about this um but uh I'm I have a couple of different uh editions of uh Mundaka and the one that I'll read you uh is from Swami Rama and I'm taken by um verse 9 um that I think that illuminates the you know the essence of Brahman but I was I was moved by um verse 
in Swami Rama's version, he quotes it this way. In the realm of Brahman, neither the sun, stars, moon, nor lightning shine, not to speak of worldly fire. Like just in that itself is is literal. And it's a it's this is an incredible teaching tour uh, a tool. Um the metaphors, uh, the allegory, all of it. It's this is literal and this is what's so beautiful about the Upanishads is this is this is science. Science for dummies like me. But that helped this just itself helped illuminate a lot of the struggle that I've had about, you know, understanding reality and understanding the nature of Brahman and and the way that that word is used. So I'll finish it. It is only when he shines that all these others may shine. So without Brahman, the sun has no light, all of the stars. Nothing is illuminated without Brahman. So, you know, using my language, Brahman is illuminating that. It's like the battery in the flashlight, but not, (laughs) of course. So without Brahman. Nothing, nothing has a chance. It is through his light that this whole universe is illuminated. I've spent weeks with uh, Bindo asking, you know, these questions and going through it. I'll, you know, text Jadaveda, I'll text Prasad for clarification. We'll spend time in the room. But this, that verse right there, number 10, you know, helps uh, that'll help modern scientists, you know, uncover, you know, these questions like the hard problem of consciousness and so on. Um, anyway, that, that was um, that was incredible. The narrative that you get um, as well from, you know, the different readings is also, you know, really helpful. Just the, the verses alone, unless you have a guru, unless you've got a master like Bindo reading, you know, taking us through. It, you know, it can be murky. So I invite everyone who has something to share or something that they'd like to ask of Bindu to come up because, uh, you know, I don't know. I find that this is really important stuff. So anyway, uh, so welcome, Spice, uh, Srinivas. I don't know which one Thank wants you. to go first. Yeah, go ahead, Spice. No, I don't have questions. So I'm just going to be here to listen to okay good and if anything arises i will definitely yeah. ask you great srinivas welcome i know you've got something to say uh yeah yeah uh, very nice actually whenever mundaka comes to my mind these last two slokas are the first ones that appear so very nice that natatra and the brahma vedam amrutam purasthat brahma pasyat brahma dakshina tasyatriya that that sloka is also very nice actually even the upcoming one is also very nice but i let the suspense be so these three are like, <laughs> are the signatures of the pundaka upanishad i feel so very nice uh, very happy to hear and very thank you arbindaji just wanted to say thanks yeah yeah it's fun that you've read that Srinivas and I always love um Srinivas's voice for me uh you know it uh it speaks volumes about uh what we're reading because uh he'll um, you can hear the excitement uh in in the tone uh, that's uh that's like a it's, it's science, but that's that's bhakti as well. 
Anyways, Raul, uh, welcome. You have uh, a question or some thoughts for us? Uh, I have a question, but it's not exactly related to Mundaka Upanishad. Can I ask? Uh, it all depends. We might we might not answer it, and, but yeah, go ahead and ask Munda. Yeah. Um, so, so I had this question with um, uh, Midya always. Like, uh, um, I can understand like uh, Sarvam Kalivdam Brahman. Uh, th- that I can understand, right, to a certain extent. But then um, when we make a statement, uh, Brahma Satyam Jagat Mithya, what, what was the intention of doing it? I mean, in which sense it is Mithya and uh, is there any concrete example that someone can give me for Mithya? Well, it may not be directly to this Upanishad, but it is in general for all the Upanishads. Therefore, uh, uh, I don't mind answering it. But before answering me, I need to know what your idea is about Mithya. Then only I can tell you where you are going wrong. Yeah, because I heard uh, from many people, but uh, if some person told me Mithya is like the underlying reality. Like, um, uh, no, no, it's like uh, the example that uh, they give you. The pot is the Mithya, but the uh, clay is the Brahman. That, that's the example that I got. Uh, but in other senses, they talk about the uh, a snake is the mitya and rope is the uh, you know uh, brahman. But I am confused here because in some sense it is used as a dependent entity. In other sense, it is used as a illusionary entity. So I, I just want to know what is the more accurate way. Okay. So the thing is that the mitya, the word is akhatita katana patiyasi. That is Maya, right? The one which, Maya yeah, that is a Maya, and the effect of Maya is Mithya. Maya is the cause, and the effect of Maya is the Mithya. Okay, so what I am explaining is that to make an experience of reality on a different thing, thereby the experience is confused for the effect of the new experience rather than the reality of the original experience. The experience gets into two aspects of sadasat vilakshanam. That is maya or akadidagadinapadiyasi maya or whatever it want to say that. For example, if you look at the two examples which you said, the pot is a appearance of mud only. Is the pot a reality? Pot is a reality because Artha Kriya Karitam, we have the transactional reality for it. But is the pot an entity separate from mud? No. It has no independent existence separate from the mud. Therefore, it is a dependent reality. The reality is mud. The pot is a dependent reality. Therefore, the pot, even though it has utility, it is a dependent reality, not the the substratum or the matter with which it is having the name, the shape and the form attributions on it. So that is one aspect of the dependent reality. Now, one is that knowing something 
when the originality of that is covered or not known you get a feeling sense of reality for something and that sense of reality has no permanency and and its permanency is only will remain as long as you do not know the reality of that substratum where you are thinking it is other thing in the case of snake and the rope the snake is a reality as long as you do not know the rope the rope is the reality in all the three times before also it was rope when you are seeing the snake also it is rope after also it is rope only but since the when did you start seeing the snake you have no idea you why did it see no idea so there is a anirvachaniyatvam of or in indescribability why did you have the feeling of the, or what caused the snake feeling that is uh, that is not cannot be pinpointed because rope should have been seen as a rope but something created in your mind either a fear or your fear for the snake or your previous experience with a snake something can trigger that that is not the question but how can you ever see a snake on a rope because if you know the truth of a substance you cannot see anything other than the truth but yet we have the experience of the snake on the rope now for example forget about the rake snake and the rope all of us have the feeling of stability and you know we are stationary or we can walk without any problem on the surface of earth and we are not even knowing that at the given point of time the earth is rotating at 1847 kilometers per hour so there is a tangential force which is compensated by the gravitational force therefore we feel that we are stable the stirata or the you know the that is that achala is the name given to the earth the earth is not achala actually it is rotating at a such a high speed but we have all of us have the even the scientists all the experiments when they do it the effect of gravity wherever it is not needed they don't they take it as it is zero or they act they don't have need it a person who is walking on the earth he feels that there is no gravity because he can walk so these feelings experiences forgetting the reality that if the earth gravity becomes zero we'll all be flying on from the surface of the earth for sure none of us will be there on the surface of the earth whatever can be flown away or even the earth may disintegrate we do not know about it but we have a feeling that this taking the reality secondary reality as a transactional reality the absolute reality is what is called mithya so when a pot is taken as not as a mud but as a transactional reality or if an experience of stability on the surface of the earth or feeling the snake on a rope which should not have been there the stability on the earth should not have been felt the blueness of the sky should not have been felt all such experiences which we are having 
we even after knowing the truth we continue to transact it just as the pot is transacted knowing very well the pot is made of mud we know the sky is not blue but yet we refer to the sky as a blue sky we also to see that we are we are not we are stable on the earth we can build a house it will not fly off in the sky all this is because we are assuming that the the absolute reality is not there at all the absolute reality is what mud is the one reality the sky is not blue is another reality the earth is not giving us stability because it's rotating at such a high speed these are all the absolute scientifically proven realities but we take it as that transactional reality as a reality therefore we have an where feeling that you know the experiences what we feel in the world is also real and therefore we think that our mental imaginations the separatedness everything which we are feeling within ourselves is also real it is similar thing until and unless you know the reality of the your own nature who you are you have the separate individuality feeling and this feeling is called the mithya feeling it is an unreal feeling or a dependent reality feeling but the dependency on what is unknown to you therefore that ignorance overrides our transactions yeah thanks dinoji so my uh, once uh, small question here for jeevan mukta will he he or she will see the world differently or it is just a realization that that was another confusion it is a, like a person who knows that what he saw as a snake was rope even then he when he sees a ring or a mirage there is no water in a mirage the person knows it's a mirage he will still see the mirage but he will not have a what you call delusion that it is water and drawn towards that same way jeevan mukta will see the world as you and i and all we are all seeing but for him there is no attraction or repulsion from the world of objects because he sees them as part of his himself but he will transact with what is the reality because the sun will shine his body will feel hungry he is a mosquito bite he may even um, you know by um, beat it and kill it all those things can ha- will keep on happening but that doesn't mean that he will not know that he will forget that reality because he knows that waking and experience of waking is also is only a transitional experience as a dream is negated he negate the experiences of waking also because he is established in that truth which sees the waking dream and deep sleep as experiences going through the body which is called the individuality he doesn't identify with the individuality anymore yeah thanks roll does that answer your question i uh, almost answered but i need to digest that it takes some time yeah bindo roll got a great scientific mind so it's wonderful that these questions but you know um bindo ji when 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 we look at uh, just so everyone is clear on this question this is really important uh 
because Mitya and Maya um, have been given this bad rap and a fundamental misunderstanding from my perspective. Uh, Maya is, sorry, did you want to say something? Can you, can you speak slightly louder? Something oh, yeah. is better. Is that ah. better? Can you, ah, yes. I didn't, hear, yeah. I didn't hear the first part of your question. I was saying that I learned this from you in terms of uh, the understanding of Mitya and Maya, that the concept of it being a dependent reality, not that it was false. I mean, even though there's there's some falseness to it, they're, they're dependent realities. We, we, when we look in the mirror, we don't, we can't say that, I mean, it's silly to say that the reflection or that the image is false. It's not false. It's real. It's very real. It's just that it's a dependent reality. And, and there's a fundamental, you know, difference between something that's false and something that's dependent. And so Bindo, I haven't seen this before and read it, uh, is to be able to come up and understand Maya in the same sense and Mitya in the same way. That these are dependent functions. They're not, they're not independent. They're dependent. The sun is a dependent reality. It couldn't say it's false, but without Brahman, it's, there's nothing there. It won't shine. And I think that's, this is the essence of, of what you're saying. Correct, Bindoji? Yeah. When I say, when we say this dependent reality means they have no independent existence from the point of view of the absolute. Your mirror example is fine, but, but that is limited to an experience of a reflection. But a better example will be your own experience of the dreamer. There it is not a reflection. You have a separate experience itself, which depended upon your awareness. And that, when, when vanished, you knew it, it was not real. In the mirror example, the reflection is intangible. There is definitely, there is dependency of the reality to be reflected on that. That aspect is correct. But a better react, better example will be if you consider yourself as the person who is in the dream. The dreamer was a dependent reality. Same way, the one which is in the waking is also a dependent reality from the witness point of view. Without the witness, neither the waker will have the experience nor the dreamer will have the dream experience. Uh, what is about witnessing? It w is witnessing real? The one who knows that transition of the three is happening in, in somewhere. He's the one, the one who has the experiences of dream, deep sleep and waking is not only in one of them. He is there for the, as a witness who is also aware of the changes. So the one who is aware of the changes cannot be part of the change. 
he is the one who is looking through the changes. So therefore he is called a witness. Isn't it that that we can say that uh, what we um, experience as the world, uh, the reality, something like this, it is only processing. So, so we try to fix it with names. Um, we can say stone like this, but in reality, some kind of process, uh, slow going process. Um, and, and so everything is a process, although we we put uh, non-processable names on it, which is some kind of delusing. Diluting. And so even if I say I am this, so um, this I is also only process. It is a process reality. Um, uh, so isn't there the, the first mistake which we make that we take processes as things? No. The process the processor, one who does the processing, is separate from the process. We are talking about the processor who does the processing. Uh, if you say the stone, the stone is a process. In reality, it's a process. No, stone is an object. The processor, the process is identifying it as an object independent of the one who is objectifying it. The subject is a witness. And the stone is an object. Knowing the stone is a process of stone identification. I didn't get it. You are observing a stone. You are the witness I, I, of I'm the stone. I'm observing a process which I name stone. Your process is from your awareness point of view, isn't it? No, <clears throat> no. Uh, a, there is a realizing process. But I don't mean the realizing process. I mean the stone process. Stone, it, there is no stone. It is a slow-going process, uh, which, which I try to objectify and name it as if it would be fixed. But, but it is not fixed. It is, uh, it is a process. Uh, so yes. there is no stone. There, there is a, there's something like stoning process, something like this, which is at the beginning and this has, it has an end. And, and where, does, yeah. where does that happen? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I would say there is, there is something which I call the, the sphere of existence. And there it happens. In this, it, okay. it, this is not reality. I, I differentiate between realizing as a process and this realizing happens within me and world is uh, is where our attach uh, uh, existence and, and so this existence is uh, is the stuff how does the existence is known to you through realizing what does that mean realizing me so it it means um i cannot know what what is existing but i but on 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 coming in contact with something which is existing i'm i'm i draw my world out of it i i i, I on this clash of, of spirit against matter i uh, the world is 
uh, is happening as a realizing process. So it is me who calls this dawn. Or except, for example, the best example I know is light. I say, oh, it's a bright day. But the day is not bright and it's, it, it's not even, uh, uh, there's not even light. There's only um, um, this electromagnetic uh, uh, um, um, uh, waves. It is bright because through the eyes, my spirit can realize a, a world as bright. Uh, another, another species which has no eyes or which has other type of eyes wouldn't realize it is bright. So to say it, 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 it's, it's, it's a bright day is not true. I can say I'm realizing a bright world. This I can, can say. So you have two things that what you want to, I want you to concentrate on those two words. I and realize. Are they two things separate or how do you, how do you differentiate between the two words? Um, the, 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 um, the realizing process, um, when it, when it, it is, um, in, in, um, a structure of, of time and space, Automatically <clears throat> uh, creates the effect of um, of uh, a position, and this position um, this position uh, um, um, centrates somehow the process. Um, also, the bodies the bodies are also let's say the body is the position, and and so it is centrated, and and so comes the idea of the of the person. You, you're, I can understand that and I can see that. When you are being asked these questions of I and realize, <coughs> excuse me, your attention and your processing of the process external to you is what your still concentration is of the object, light, etc., stone, or whatever may be that. But I, what I want you to, you know, shift that one is, between what you call it as I and your action of realizing, whatever may be the external experience, it doesn't matter, sun, moon, star, stone, tone, whatever may be that, even happiness, sorrow, it can be internal also, it doesn't matter. There is the I and who is realizing these, or so-called objects, it can be internal happiness, sorrow, or external stone or light, etc. When you say I realize happiness, or I realize the bright Sunday, I realize the stone, the processing you are talking about is only from the point of view of the external externality, whereas. The Upanishad or the, the Dvaita method is that whatever may be the world outside, they have a dependency on the observers and observers awareness. First resolve that part of it, that it is without the observer and the observers awareness, the objects do not become objects anymore because the subject is not there, the objects do not have a meaning as object. The object is the relation between the subject and the object is the 
knowing part of it or processing part or realizing part what you call it as once you can see this happening in you the same can be extrapolated to every creation or every atom or every every object in the world outside they also have a similar process of subject object and relationship this if you can resolve that or you can shift it from looking outward to looking from one's own point of view atmanishta we call it as atmanishta or from what it means to you from your own point of view it cannot it, you should not look from your physicality of it because when i say happiness and sorrow that is why i wanted to use the word happiness and sorrow because then you will not be able to physically identify with your physical body there will be more of a individuality or the spirit what you call so that aspect when you take it still the happiness and sorrow is objects which are changing in nature as the time and space what you said but you as an observer has not gone through any change so that realization what you call of the happiness and sorrow or the change of space and time the relationship between you and the objects outside or the object of inside like happiness and sorrow that link is what is called the awareness as in action awareness in action that is from the point of view when you consider them are two separate when you deeply analyze that further it only in the presence of the one who is having the awareness the other things have got existence itself they do not exist otherwise this happens in our deep sleep we do exist in our deep sleep but we do not have an interaction with the objects therefore the objects do not exist we have a blank feeling but we don't feel that we are we didn't exist well we don't realize we don't realize the objects so they don't exist within our realization but still exist this is why i separate existing and realization uh, if i don't realize something it is still existing uh, uh, and all the things we don't realize they are existing we, we just don't know what they are and how they are um if i say and, and, and the other thing if i say i see this stone then then i'm talking then i'm i'm realizing from the position of the eye uh, the stone is is something which is existing i don't know what it is but i realize this process i realize as a stone and then i i, I say it is a nice stone so I, i i say this this realization is comfortable to me so now is there can i say there is a realization of a stone is this true realization of a stone if you say it is not true there is a realization but, of a stone but, but if it is a realization of existence which you call it as a stone then that is a realization yeah um genau there is yeah there is there there, there is there is a um there is some relation between between consciousness and and existence and out of this 
or, or, or some, yeah, some, some encounter, and out of this encounter, I am realizing a stone, what I call a stone. And this yes, is here, uh, yes, here, no. Gab Gabriel, yeah. one minute, one minute. You should extrapolate the same thing, what you are talking, to all three states of your existence. Just not waking alone. Do the same analysis of the objects in your dream also. And the deep sleep where you don't have the objects. You should do the same, same exercise what you are doing with the stone and yourself in the waking. Do that with the objects in the dream and with the state of you as what you are in your deep sleep. Because the common one in all the three is you. We want you to shift your idea or identification from the processing or realizing or the object to the one who is for whom it matters. That is where the importance of this process lies. If you are stuck with the waking world alone or the stone or the processing or the awareness, etc., etc., you will still be caught up with the experiences of the waking alone. But you are there as an experiencer in your dream. You are there as an experiencer of nothing in your deep sleep. The you is common for all the three states. So shift from analyzing the object in the waking alone to you which is common for all the three. And are these different kind of, of, of me's or are, the, uh, uh, are these um, different, um, uh, do they have different realities or is it, is it the same? The experiences have different realities. The, the, the but, you, you, but you are only one. So you say the dreamer and the 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 the, the wake uh, awake person and the 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 deep in sleep person they are all the same. There is only one person. That is why that person is able to say, "I slept, I dreamt, I woke up." Uh, well, well, the, the the awakened person can say, "I I slept, I dreamed, I woke up," but but the sleeping person don't say it, and the and the deep sleep person. There is not telling anything. No, he is not telling anything because it was it was his instruments were shut down. But he existed. That's why he said he could say I slept well. If he had not experience of that, he, even when waking up, he could not say that I slept well. I did not know anything. Is a statement of a waking person about his experience of his deep sleep. The same person in the waking explains about his dream when he was a dreamer. So the same person is persistent in all the waking dream and deep sleep. We have to be stationed at that level rather than analyzing our experiences of the objects because objects are multitude in nature. You will never be able to conclude because each one has got their own levels of reality from subtle to gross to gaseous to liquid to, you know, the mental nature or momentariness in time, space and causality changes everything. So if you try to do that in the world outside, you will, you will have to keep on doing it because there will be a never an end because infinite is the nature of material outside. But the one for whom it matters is only one and that is you.
from that point of view when you do this then only you will know what who or what is the relationship between you and your experiences or what you call it as yourself is it a physicality or is it a awareness or is it a sensation or is it a you know dream or is it a hallucination anything you want to know you have to first negate what is not removing one by one you will come to the truth what you are your real nature would it be possible gabriel if we could if you could join us in the next room there's a couple other people that i'd like to get to um uh just on this and gabriel please come to the next room and then we can thank, continue thank you the discussion much, yeah. yeah thank you beautiful question and very insightful um diksha did you want to come you're up did you want to ask something or a comment for bindu uh yes patrick thank you uh good evening gorobindu ji i would like to insight on the verse 7 uh which talks of uh, mind body and heart uh, it starts from uh, manomaya prana sharira neta pratishtito uh so it talks of mind body and heart and it talks of ananda rupam ambitam uh, the state of immortal bliss um so i'd like to understand uh, that is it uh, by transcending the mind body and the heart that one reaches or attains uh, this um, state of immortal bliss through the knowledge um so uh, like i just like to understand the process so um, uh, what is it what does it feel like to be uh, in this um, state of immortal bliss and um, uh, what knowledge of wisdom uh, does the uh, verse talk about through which we can attain it so just your insight on this thank you yeah if you recall what i explained in that uh, mantra explanation is that manomaya the previous mantra said about the nadi spread out throughout the body like the spoke and the wheel here the manomaya the body is experienced by the mind as a wholesome entity and it is the mind which is controls the prana and sharira their mind is the one which controls the prana activities of the body and even the physical you know karmas by the sharira here he means karma so all those things are controlled by the mind and therefore the atman which is there in the mantra were you know the uh, pranavodhanus that mantra were you know use atma should the, the individual should think that he is the atman aimed at brahman and merges with brahman so here this manomaya when he thinks that the entire experience of the individuality as a monomaya then only he can consider himself as the one which is getting merged with the cosmos and that has to happen with the vijnanena by the knowledge how this experience of mind in my body at the every nook and part of my body both the activity and the life in the body is controlled by that entity which is hridayasthita the one who is in the in the heart which is controlled by the mind same way the cosmos also in the whole prapancha or the vishwam there also the creator himself is spread through the atampuratham by the entirety of the prapancha for me the whole body is a my manomaya for the creator the whole prapancha is uh, his manomaya or his body 
so when he when i identify with my body is the same way the creator identifies that but when i look myself i am also included in his manomaya as a part of the prapancha so therefore my vijnana my knowledge comes that what i feel in my body is not my selfish individual manomaya body thing it is that feeling of the creator in the entirety of the creation reflected or partly felt by me through my body one who merges these two things as the totality as the microcosm and macrocosm experiences are similar that dira that wise person he becomes aware of that amrita roopam because amritam and here is mrutam means what is limited or dying or what you call going through change amritam means that which doesn't go through mortality or immortal and why is this anandamayam because there is nothing other than that we do not know an anandam which is pure in nature because our anandam is always compared with subjective experiences of gaining something or losing something when we gain something we feel happy we we do something we feel sorrow other than we do not know either intake or taken away from us as measures of ananda but there the upanishad says that when the feeling of absolute bliss is when you don't when you know that there is nothing other than you that fullness the purnatvam or the absolute ownership of everything where you don't need to in gain anything or you don't feel that you will be losing anything because there is nothing to be lost or nothing to be gained that niradishaya anandam is the word used by the uh, upanishad niradishayam adishayam means ups and downs niradishayam means that which doesn't have ups and downs so an happiness which doesn't have up and downs means that is always full will not have an up and down so that anandam amritam yad vivadi that is the one which shines in the intellect of the person who identifies himself with the with the totality okay all right. yes thank you arvind ji thank you diksha shiva uh, or actually new new do you have a question for our yes i do uh thank you uh, i have two questions one is that when the teacher says meditate upon this mantra uh, on this mantra what does how do i actualize this and the second question is if the if the ultimate uh, destiny is the anandam state uh, the way i've understood is that if anything has to exist the exactly opposite also of it has to coexist with it for us to experience how is it possible that ananda exist without a, without its exact opposite thank you yeah good so the meditation which the the upanishad says is that identification of the individuality with the cosmos or the brahma atma brahma ikya is what the upanishads talk about pranavodhanusya so where that is that atma sharam 
and brahma tanlayam tanmayo bhavet in the brahma it becomes one with that now this is a process meditation as a, as a as a process is a process by where you have thoughts on one subject the normal living we have multiple multifarious activities multiple activities multiple interests multiple temptation sensation etc so our never mind is in a single thought when a single thought takes place whatever the form it is whether a scientist does his investigation in the lab or a yogi does a meditation in the himalayas or a householder is worried about his own uh, you know family maintaining but he is not able to find a solution for it the worry hit he goes through he will all wherever you find it will have a single subject prolonged repetitive in nature this is what is called a chinta or ekavritti jnanam ekavritti jnanam ekavritti means single thoughts or single subjected thought now here in this case is upasana or dhyanam in the meditation of the pranava is saying that you have no idea about what is the feeling of brahman to be the whole all you have is the experience of what you are and there till now what we learned ourselves about ourselves is that i am man i am a woman i am a father i am a child or i am a worker or i am a officer i am a policeman whatever may be that depending upon the time of the day and what role we are playing we are taking the roles of ourselves into different aspects of it but here what upanishad says is that forget about all that what you attribute to your body because that is based on your physical body what you are saying you from your own experience manomaya rupa when from the mind point of view you have the feeling of iness in your entity that iness how you feel in your body is similar to the iness the brahman feels for the whole cosmos or the whole creation and since you are part of the creation the iness which you are feeling is not yours actually it is that of brahman but you mistake it as to be yours therefore like an arrow merging and going and merging in the brahman as a target you should merge your iness as not selfish individual iness it is a iness of the concentrated other cosmos or the creator totally this type of a single directional thought when you repeat it then that is the time when you will be able to delimit yourself from the physicality of your individuality this is the type of meditation what the rishi is asking for the process and uh, what was the second question on the anandam concept that... ah, okay the anandam concept we we are knowing that anandam in the terms of happiness which is in our experience like sweetness good news or uh, you know an, an excitement 
or a statement of wow when we see something asteryum or wonder stuck moment all these times there is a effect of time space and causation for our happiness to limiting it we have no idea of an anandam which is without time space and causation but upanishad asks us to find out what was our experience in our deep sleep where there was no contrast no other thing to compare or even trigger any sort of happiness or sorrow there was no otherness in it nat dudiyam asti dudiya dvai bhayam bhavati so when there is a second one then there can be either a fear or a happiness there is no second in our deep sleep state that state of deep sleep when we do not have anything to compare anything to diminish us or anything to make us bigger that niradishetvam means without any ups and downs or without any ex- exaggeration or this you know degrading nothing of that sort is duality is totally absent in our deep sleep and when we have that deep sleep there is a sense of happiness or rejuvenation which takes place where which with which when we wake up we feel we are rejuvenated and we are feel happiness and we say that i had a good sleep i knew nothing so that shows an indication that there is a state where when you do not have anything other than that is a state of absolute happiness that is what upanishad is taking about anandam so arvind ji uh, one query is that uh, when i am in deep sleep there is no sense of i in me so in that state of uh, anandam there is no i no so it's 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 a so anandam is not a experience anandam here is an exper- expression of existence ah okay i was confused because i i was i felt that it, it's an experience because it's for experience to happen there has to be two or more no i right you have that that is it's not an experience just as awareness is not an experience in the being yes yes okay thank you
Thank you all.